Hey everyone, uh, thank you for listening to the latest episode of the Call Me By Your Game podcast. Um, basically, uh, moving forward for the immediate future, as long as, uh, I mean, I don't even know. There's, we're not putting any time limits on this sort of thing, but we're basically going to start every episode with me addressing you, the viewer, and giving you some actionable items and some resources uh, to support the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, some of these things are going to be, if you've been already involved in the movement, you've been doing your own work, you're probably familiar with some, if not all of these, um, I'm just going to try to vary it up every week, have some like very easy, actionable things people can put themselves towards, uh, and put their energy towards, uh, resources. Um, and then also like sometimes places to donate if, especially if you're financially able, um, you, your money is powerful. So basically, um, since since this movement isn't going anywhere, and I know many listeners listeners are continuing to look for actionable ways to contribute to this cause, that's why we're doing this. Um, for the the main reason we're going to do it is because obviously video games are a luxury. Getting to play them is a luxury. Getting to listen or listen to a podcast about them is uh, is a luxury in its own right. Um, video games. I don't know about the listener out there, but I think for a lot of people, uh, and especially my, including myself, function, the video games function as an escape and as like a beautiful time to get away from stuff, to use your imagination, to have fun and to forget about the trials and tribulations of your own life. Um, I also understand that being able to escape is a privilege in itself. So, um, we're going to keep doing the show. I'm going to try, we're getting back to recording episodes, um, starting this week. But also, we're uh, not going to put this movement in our rearview mirror. It's going to stay something that's at the forefront of our minds uh, and hopefully encourage other people to do the exact same. So um, let's go ahead and just go over the five action items and resources um, for the week. The first one I mentioned on the last episode or before it is the book, The End of Policing. You can actually get that for free on Verso right now if you click the ebook tab. It's by Alex Vitale. You've probably seen a lot of... Uh, uh, a lot of words, a lot of statements about defunding the police. This is an early conversation starter on what the end of policing could look like uh, in this country um, and why that would just be so valuable to black lives, especially. Um, and the next action point or is um, organizing. If you're looking to get involved, if you're looking to put your body, your time uh, into action on a consistent basis, um, I would encourage you to look up your local Black Lives Matter chapter. I understand these are actually sort of limited to some larger cities, but um, if you go to the Black Lives Matter website, that's at least an easy way to to start that process and to see what they are focusing on, which the first thing happens to be defunding the police. That is the top priority. Um, and so I'll have, of course, all of this in the show notes too, links to the two websites and to local chapters. The third thing, uh, if you're an LA resident, I'm assuming a lot of my uh, listeners are from Los Angeles. Uh, I would encourage you to check out the People's Budget LA. This is a uh, a proposal that uh, Black Lives Matter LA actually pitched to city council yesterday, which is showing what the people's priorities are. They had about 25,000 people from the city of Los Angeles fill out a survey with their priorities, and those look wildly different than the budget proposal by the city and by Mayor Eric Garcetti, where for, for the mayor's proposal, 54% of the budget, which is about $3 billion, would be going towards uh, policing. And if you look at every other department, uh, it those pale in comparison. And I don't mean like, oh, they're getting $3 billion and then like education gets $1 billion. No, it's like education gets like a percentage of a very, very, very small percentage of that. So the People's Budget LA is a great place to start. Of course, the link in the show notes, please check that out. Um, the fourth thing, which is really pertinent to this podcast, is that um, you've if you've been looking at learning about prison labor, learning about the prison industrial system, you may have seen a graphic rolling around the internet and Instagram recently of companies, a huge companies that we know of that are uh, involved in prison labor somehow. Um, well, one company that is involved in prison labor for its manufacturing is Nintendo. That's right. The Nintendo that we know and love, the Nintendo that we look to for our escapes, for our family fun, for inspiration, uh, who has many 
characters in games that are fighting the man and fighting uh, oppressive systems. Nintendo uses prison labor. That is completely unacceptable. Um, there is a petition online on change.org, which is really small, started by someone named Sydney Harrison. So shouts to Sydney. I've been spreading this around my social media. Uh, they're looking to get at least 100 signatures. Obviously, it's a very small one in comparison. Let's get that up to uh, to 100. We're at 48 right now. I'm truly going to talk about this every week. And I'm also not going to be buying or using uh, any new Nintendo services from this point on. It's just not worth it. Um, like, I can... First off, I already have, like, a ton of crap at my home anyway. I have enough video games to last a lifetime, but uh, I can't support Nintendo if they're using prison labor. Um, that's just... Uh, it's a it's a complete shame. Um, so, uh, there's a petition, change to order petition. Please sign that. Please even give Nintendo a call, Nintendo of America. I'm going to be doing that later today. Um, we have a responsibility as gamers. This is like one way we can make an impact. The last thing is, uh, a, a, this is a donation resource. It's the last action item of the day. And that is for the Okra project. Um, I am encouraging people to donate to the Okra project today. And what the Okra project is, is that it's an organization that helps bring, uh, black trans people, healthy, nutritious, and culturally specific meals, um, especially those experiencing food insecurity. Uh, obviously we know that black people are extremely marginalized, the most marginalized people group in this country, but black trans people and black trans women are even more marginalized. Um, just this week we've, uh, had, uh, the death of another black trans woman who's actually a leader in some Florida protests and that's, it's the worst. So they're marginalized, they're targeted. We need to prove that their lives matter too. And this is a small way where you can help provide food, uh, for black trans people. So again, the Okra project, I, encourage you to check that out and donate if you got some extra money that's going to be it for today's uh actionable items thank you so much for listening to the show uh feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions you want to get more involved and help uh and use your time and energy for this movement but that'll do it for today take care everyone and we'll see you on the next Welcome to the Call Me By Your Game podcast. Uh, if you've never listened to the show before, the Call Me By Your Game podcast is a show where I bring on a friend to talk about a video game that is special to them and why. And we talk as much about not only what makes the, the game, or in this case, games special to them, but also what was special about the context of when they played it, who they play it with, when did they do this. Uh, I'd love to dive into that those little details. Um, some housekeeping up top, uh, is that at first you can visit us at our website at callmebyyourgame.com. You can find all of our episodes, all the video episodes we used to be able to do more information about the show there. Um, if you want to reach out to us, you have any feedback, anything you're interested in us talking about, you can hit us up at callmebyyourgamepodcast at gmail.com. And then if you want to support the show, there's two main ways you can do that. One, if you're hearing my voice, you're already doing that by listening to the show. So keep doing that. And then two, uh, share the show with a friend. And the third one that I actually forgot is rate and review us on Apple on the Apple podcast store that, you know, the more people that are scrolling through video game podcasts, if they see those ones with more reviews and stuff, they're likely to listen. So those are a few ways, uh, but that's it. The housekeeping is over. Let's again, revisit the, my favorite segment of the show where we introduce the guest who will relieve everyone of my voice and please welcome to the podcast uh, my friend Liz Adams who is an actor, improviser, Animal Crossing titan from Michigan now living in Los Angeles and raising our future king, Mr. Potato Pup. Welcome, Liz. <laughs> 
What an intro, Mr. <laughs> Our future king, Mr. Potato Pup, is very funny. <laughs> and that's that's the one that I know is certainly going to happen. The other ones yes. have already been, happened. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, welcome to the show. Thanks for hanging out with me for a little bit on this afternoon. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. I'm so glad. Um, so Liz, uh, I obviously, I know you through, uh, improv. We've known each other for, oh, for like four years now, which, wow. Congrats yeah, to us. At least I think, it, yeah, around that. It's so, it's wild. In fact, we definitely met like, at, I think the, the first, in fact, I remember the first interns practice I ever went to, uh, I had never met anyone besides, I think Val before, um, but I, re- it was at your place and I almost didn't go, but I was like, ah, screw it. I'll just go. And it was you, Val and Anna. And I remember being so happy that I went and here we are. Oh, I love that. <laughs> so much fun. Uh, and, and that was, you had just gotten Poe too, I think. Yeah. Yeah. You guys were the first ones to meet him. Oh my, I feel so special. I know that wasn't like a choice you made for me, but I'm still happy about <laughs> it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, um, is there any, like, how else might people know you? Is there anything you wanted to share about yourself or you want to move into your game history? Uh, I mean, you'll see me around. I'm on the internet. You've probably seen a tweet or an Instagram post of mine, perhaps, in your life. But uh, let's let's talk about games. Cool. Uh, so, Liz, as I always like to do before we dive into the specific game we're going to talk about today, which is actually The Sims uh, franchise, uh, let's talk about your history with video games leading up to today. So, do you remember when you first played video games or how they how that happened for you? Yeah. So, um, I have an older brother. He's about four years older than me. And he is... I. I would call him a gamer, like, a, you know, he, he falls under the the category, the umbrella term gamer. He's yes. played like he plays Call of Duty all the time. He you know, he's like one of those gamers. Mm-hmm. I would not put myself under the same umbrella, but I I consider myself game adjacent. Well, because, you know, there's this whole and I'm, I don't know if you guys have talked about this, but there's that whole like gamer gay and like, you know, people get tend to be. Gamer guys tend to be weird about gamer girls. And so I've never tried to claim myself as a gamer, but I've always enjoyed video games a lot ever since I was little. But the thing about me is... So my parents were really strict growing up. I'm first generation Korean American. My parents are immigrants from Korea. So they're very, very strict. And they didn't let me watch a lot of television. Mm. Um, And so I was limited to one program a day. But in addition to that, we, my brother was allowed to play 30 minutes of video games a day. Oh, 30 precious minutes. Right? I know that's so little when you consider how much time you spend. But as a child, that felt like very exciting. Um, so in addition to my one TV program a day, I also was permitted to watch my brother play video games. And so I was one of the first like gameplay viewers. Oh my goodness, you were the early days of Twitch. <laughs> yeah, it was cuz and my brother would play games like Zelda and you know fun adventure games and I would love watching them, watching my brother play. Um and so then I just always really enjoyed watching people play video games. Mm. But I'm also I you know when I told you this like I got um Breath of the uh, the wild, wild, and it was too scary for me to play. So then, <laughs> <laughs> it's scary though. It's scary well, cause, parts because I don't like the like fighting and killing part yes. of games. I just it scares me. I get very nervous. Like I have physical reactions to it. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I can't do it, and then I kill. You know, I die because I panic. <laughs> and, that's, and that's is that because like it's uh, the the moments are too are like actually scary or like the violence is too much or it's like no the I don't have the reflexes for it I don't know I'm not actually scared I'm not like afraid for my life you know but (laughs) I think I just get too like "Ah, ah, oh what do I do and then I'm dead you know totally (laughs) um so I'm notoriously really bad at like halo and stuff like that and I'm always that person that's like running in circles like pointing my gun at the sky (laughs) or like running into walls and stuff because I just I'm not good at that kind of thing I've tried believe me I've tried (laughs) but I like having other people play and so I will literally buy my husband video games and and be like play this please and then I want to watch him play it (laughs) wow that works out really well for sure yeah I know it's like the dream um 
But the one kind of video game that I've always really enjoyed playing myself are life simulation games like The Sims. Mm -hmm. And so I started off very early playing. I can't even remember how old I was because everything's relative to like how old my brother was. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Because he's the one who first started playing Sims 1. So then I started playing it because my brother was playing it. And then I realized I really liked it. And then ever since then, I've played Sims 2, Sims 3, and now Sims 4. And I've played every single iteration and every update. And like currently Sims 4 has like so many, like 18 like game packs and expansion packs. I have them all. There's another one coming out next month that I'm, yeah. It's, It's like the only game that I really play (laughs) and (laughs) now animal crossing oh yeah now you added that to your repertoire Um, yeah did you you were saying that like when you when your brother started playing the sims so did you did you try the other games that he would play growing up or was the sims the first one that you were like oh no i want to try this he tried he tried to make me a he made me a bet that i couldn't finish uh Zelda, the Ocarina of Time in like a summer and he won because I, I just couldn't <laughs> I didn't finish it. But that is, I really do love watching that. But it's, it's, I love the puzzles. It's just the fighting I can't yes. do. I'm so just like, like ah! tr- Yeah. You had tried, you had like dabbled before. It's not like yeah. The Sims was the first game you ever like Yeah, touched. yeah. And I remember... I like we had a Sega and I did I do remember I played a little bit of like Aladdin and Echo mm. the Dolphin. Yes. <laughs> you, oh my goodness. Actually, I really liked Echo. That one was fun cuz you just like swam away from bad bad guys. And then the you bad, don't have to fight. You're just fish. swimming away. Perfect. Um, but yeah, even now if I can avoid a fight in the game, I will just run away or run around an obstacle. Yes. <laughs> well, perfect. That's, uh, that is really cool and informative. Um, I'm just, you know, I'm a game pacifist. Hey, you know, it's <laughs> the way you had said it earlier, Liz, you were talking about, you're like, I don't like to be associated with like gamers, but I do like the playing certain games. It kind of reminded me of, uh, I have friends who are, uh, like still you know strong like or would describe themselves as like christ followers but they're like i don't want to be referred to as like a christian because of what comes with that connotation yeah i think i i really do love video games but i don't refer to myself as a gamer though i guess if your definition of gamer is just that you play video games then yeah i guess i am (laughs) yeah i guess what that that is a good question is what is the what does define a gamer and you know what liz we don't even have to figure that out today Mm-hmm. We can let we can let the scholars figure it out. Yeah, you tell me. Scholars, weigh in. Yeah, so scholars, please write in. We set our email up top. Uh, call me right <laughs> in the podcast. Uh, write in and let us know where we stand on that. Uh, well, perfect, Liz. Um, well, if you don't have anything else you want to share about like your history with games, let's just jump into the Sims uh, history and context quick. Let's do it. Woo. All right, cool. So, and again, Liz, like I said earlier, feel free to interrupt me or add on or say nothing at any time. Um, Okay. I'll just jump right in. So, The Sims uh, is a series of life simulation video games developed by Maxis and published by Electronic Arts. The franchise has sold nearly 200 million copies worldwide, making it one of the best-selling video game series of all time. And the series' games often lack any defined goals. The player creates virtual people called The Sims, which if you're listening to this, you probably understand that. You place them in houses, you help direct their moods, satisfy their desires. Uh, the game is all about simulation. Get it? <laughs> and so it, this <laughs> franchise, which is, this is a new thing for us. You Normally we just talk about one game, but I actually think it's going to be really cool to talk about a whole franchise with you. Uh, it began with The Sims for Microsoft Windows in 2000, and the most recent one, which you referenced earlier, is The Sims 4, released in 2013. And, of course, it's had many spinoffs and expansion packs, and here we are. Yeah, all of that is true. Cool. Thank you. Cool. We've got the scholars writing in about the definition of gamers, and we've got Liz. Liz, you're the fact checker today. I'm a sim scholar, I guess you could say. Hey, I like it. I like the alliteration there. So, mm-hmm. um, that's all the context and history I really wanted to share. The the franchise kind of speaks for itself. Uh, a lot of us know The Sims, but let's get into... I'd love to hear about your history with the game. You kind of said it earlier, but would you mind kind of getting or running over that again, like how you got into The Sims? 
Yeah, really, it was just because um, my brother played it, and so I started playing it, and then my brother stopped playing it, and I kept playing it, and I just, I don't know what it is about it that, like, The Sims is one of those games that you can just, like, sit down and then find yourself six hours later and be like, oh, crap, I, oh, my God, I, got, I have to stop, you know? It's one yes. of those games. Totally. It's, um, so it's, it seems like kind of like, I mean, we're, I'm sure we're going to be just like, uh, for good reason, mentioning Animal Crossing a bunch, but that happens in that game too. Oh, 100%. It's kind of, and it's funny because I will even look at, um, like, I don't know if you've looked at your little profile, Liz. No, I don't. I, I I just looked at it today and it's upsetting the amount of hours (laughs) I've spent playing that game. Yes, it is. And it sneaks up on you. Like this game, I actually haven't, uh, sorry, Liz, Elle has put in so many more hours. She is, she runs our Island. Um, (laughs) but like I have even already put in like 70 hours on Animal Crossing. Oh, I'm embarrassed to tell you how many I have then. <laughs> hey, it's okay. I've seen people with uh, hundreds of hours. So, so no worries. But anyway, for even for me, like someone who hasn't like, I wouldn't, con- it's, I love this game. It's not one of my most special experiences on the Switch, but even that I'm like, wow, 60 hours. That's more than I've put into like some of my favorite games on the yeah. console. Cause yeah. I think it's kind of some, something to do with and i'd love to hear what you think it's just like there's no real end goal so yeah. you kind of are always just building towards whatever you want yeah and i think that's the beauty of the sims too is there there are in some of the sims they give you objectives and goals and there's one that i did play on the console once which uh, I forget what it's called, actually, because Sims exists for PC, Mac, and console. And so mm-hmm. um, there's maybe Live in Large. Or so, I can't remember, yeah, but I played it on I, I played it on the GameCube. Mm. And that one had actual goals you had to do. And then there was like a you beat the game. But then you still can like build your house and develop relationships and have kids and all that stuff. And I think the fun thing about The Sims, that's also fun about Amic crossing is you play it however you want to yes mm-hmm. you know and so like with the sims there are uh, multiple different kinds of simmers is what we're called <laughs> um, <laughs> oh no i didn't know you were classified <laughs> yeah yeah they're called simmers uh, <laughs> and so there is the just like playing it straight like you don't use any cheats you like move in, you try and get a job, you try to make money the legitimate way, you build a, you meet another, you know, uh, character, you like have kids, you start families, do all that stuff. And then there are these challenges that exist on all of these like sim pages and message boards and like all these um, prominent simmers or I, I guess like YouTubers or Twitch people that they will come up with. And so they have things like the generational challenge. So your challenge (laughs) is that you have to like raise multiple generations of Sims within the same family generation because um, in Sims 4, like as it is currently, you can raise a Sim from baby to death. And so, uh, well, that's how all of them are. You can, you can raise them from baby to death. Um, and then there are other things like uh, there's the rags to riches challenge where you take all your money away from your Sims and then you have to try to and they're like there are all these stipulations like you're not allowed to get an actual job job. You have to like sell other things in the game. So you have to like make art or mm. go fishing or something and then you have to build it up to be rich. Then there there's so many. Connor. <laughs> I could spend this entire podcast just talking about all the different Sims challenges are. But the the fun of it is that you just play however you want to. And so that's actually why I was kind of surprised that like there's a little bit of backlash in Animal Crossing for people who time travel. Yes. Because cheating is such a part of the Sims game. Mm-hmm. Like that is it's not even like people don't even consider it cheating. Like it's like part of the game. It's part of the game. And and that's also because people like there are certain people who like to create stories with their Sims mm. and who will literally create like little mini movies. And the only way to get some of that stuff to happen is to cheat. So in the Sims you can like cheat a death to happen immediately. Ooh. And and all that kind of stuff. But like that's a part of the game. That's a part of the game culture. And yes. you can choose to do that if you want. 
Or you can choose not to, but it's not considered like bad or good or there's no moral judgment. And it. it's just like, oh, that's your play style. Cool. Whatever. Yeah. So I was kind of surprised when I like saw some backlash for people that were time traveling or duping or whatever in Animal Crossing. Because I was like, well, that's just if you want to do that, then do that. And if you don't, you don't have to. Yeah. I'm I am totally with you on that. And because it was strange when that all that stuff came out, because I think I mean, this Animal Crossing uh New Horizons has sold more than all of the other new, uh, Animal Crossings combined. There's a ton yeah. of new people who have come to it who don't have the same like expectations or like imaginary rules in their head that like all the people who used to play the old games do. So yeah. I think it's a couple things. One, it's like people need to understand that people are going to play the game how they want to. And two, it doesn't affect you. So it like get over it is kind of how I feel, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I, and I, I do understand some of the frustration because there are some people who are saying, like, especially with the ability to dupe really high-value items mm-hmm. and then using those, like, your gains from that to trade with other people, I feel like there is a bit of moral gray area there. Sure. But if you're just doing it for yourself, then whatever. Yeah. Because <laughs> in fun. The Sims, we literally just have money cheats. You want to make your Sim rich? It's like... A few keystrokes away, and then your Sim's a millionaire. You don't yeah. even have to go through all this process of like duping and selling to the nooks. It's like, no, you literally type in money, nine million dollars. <laughs> and you're like, cool. <laughs> it's built into the game's framework. That's so funny. Yeah. Oh, that is really cool. Um, I guess I have a question for you because I these are game. I have only really, I think I maybe played one of the sims at one point but didn't get super into it you were talking earlier about raising a baby from like baby to death Mm -hmm. how would you was there like a certain way you would always play the sims would you like create yourself would you create like characters that you were kind of like god to what would you do i have only created my sim self once and it was too weird i didn't want to play as her (laughs) and then also because in uh sims 4 there's one of the expansion packs is pets so i created my pets i created (laughs) potato and diva and optimus prime who are my cats and then i was like i didn't want to play as them because eventually all your sims, if you have aging on, including the pets, will get old and die. Oh. And so I literally took my family out of my neighborhood once I like realized that was going to happen to my mm-hmm. fake my sim pets. Because it was like too much for me to deal with like my fake pet dying. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I mean, let alone like oh, the reality of that in real life. That that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So I usually what I'll do is I will create a family from scratch, like in create a sim, which is you have full control over how they look, what they wear, their personality type. And this is every Sims game, like just the dry Sims 1, Sims 2, Sims 3, Sims 4 have been really similar. They mm. just keep getting better graphics and like world building and stuff like that. Mm. But it's not like the game mechanics as a whole change that much. Gotcha. They just get more updated. Like if you watch any gameplay of Sims 1, it's very funny because Mm -hmm. everything is so boxy and like pixelated because that game is like 100 years old. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Which is how old I am. Um, (laughs) Wow, you're doing great for being 100 list. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a long life. (laughs) Uh, But usually what I do is I'll start with like a young adult Uh, I'll usually have them single or I I don't usually create full families at first because I do enjoy the process of like getting uh, my Sims pregnant and then having kids and seeing what the kids end up looking like and stuff like that. Yes. Um, It sounds so weird. I mean, honestly, (laughs) truly, this game is kind of weird when you think about just like like what we do. And it's like uh, one time I also went on Twitch and I was like I had a Sims murder fest because there are all these funny ways that you can kill your Sims in the game. And I was like, this is so fucked up. (laughs) Well, it's got it's one of those games that like at least from the outside seems like it has so many possibilities like it's a life it's a i mean animal crossing i feel like is special in its own way but it's kind of limited in the sims you can do so many things to where it's like kind of fun to it seems fun to push the boundaries yeah and 
It also kind of depends on what you're doing because some people get really into the like stories of their Sims mm. and they'll be like, oh, you know, so-and-so is cheating on their spouse and, <laughs> you know, but I'm, I'm not really into that. Uh, mostly I, I really, I do like the building aspect. I like making really boss houses and like mansions. And uh, lately what I've been trying, what I've been getting into is <laughs> like looking up real houses and like real cool, like mid-century Ooh. mod houses or something. And then trying to recreate that sort of house in the game, which is cool. Ooh, and there's some really, really talented Sims builders in the community that are just like, wow, how'd you do that? Because another fun thing that happens with the cheats is that you can use other items and you can't. And this is one thing that I wish was in Animal Crossing all the time is there's this move objects cheat where you can basically put them anywhere. It doesn't, they don't have to snap to the grid and they can like overlap each other and you can like raise them or lower them or put them at a weird angle or whatever. Um, And people use that to create some really honestly like stunning builds in the Sims. That's really cool. Man, that's, you can manipulate so much more in that game. Yeah, you really can do anything. And I think that's the appeal of games like this Mm -hmm. is like you have so much control and like our lives are so out of control right now, especially right now. And so I think that's the huge appeal of these because you're like, I am God on this, (laughs) in this world. Yes. I mean, but that is... That translates to me. And that's like, even if I haven't like been into this franchise before, games like this are like, I don't know if you've ever heard of Second Life. Oh, yeah. I I played that for a minute, but I was honestly weirded out by the fact that there were other real humans. Oh, (laughs) yes. It's not just like your little world. It's like an open online game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but I guess what I meant was just like the, I can understand the appeal of those games like this, it's just like you can tr- do and try so many things that why not? Yeah, totally. Oh, that's really cool. Um, Do you have a out of the well, I know you're playing The Sims 4 right now. Is there any of them that you uh like the do you remember one that you loved the most or was it like, is this your heyday right now? Like when were you most into The Sims? Um, I think probably now is when I'm most into it because I just truly have the most free time. <laughs> yes. So are you doing double duty right now on Animal Crossing in this? Well, no, but I will be soon. So I haven't been playing The Sims since I got Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. However, there is a new expansion pack coming out in June for Ooh. The Sims. What's what's the expansion? It's called Eco Lifestyle, and it seems like it is the biggest change to gameplay since... So The Sims 4 is like, shit, like six or seven years old? No. Oh, yeah, Yeah. 2013. Yeah, so it's it's the oldest of the games. Usually they introduce another Sims iteration by now, but they've still been churning out expansion packs. And The Sims is notoriously, like, their team is notoriously secretive, and leaks happen. The last couple leaks that happened were not because of The Sims team, it was because of Target. Mm-hmm. So, Whoa. an employee at Target found a listing for uh, a future Sims pack in their inventory and they're the ones who leaked it which is so funny and crazy and that's what happened the last two times there were leaks about expansion packs or game packs um but the sims team is very very quiet about what they're working on at any given time and sometimes people will speculate like oh there was a job listing for ea for uh, a simulation game we think the sims is hiring because we think they're making sims 5 but we have no idea if sims 5 is <laughs> even being worked on it's so much speculation are you because, on subreddits and stuff for this uh no i not really um it's mostly like i i watch a lot of sim youtubers Ooh, yeah. <laughs> and they're the ones who like you know give you the news dude i totally liz i can relate to you so much i do the same thing for like Nintendo stuff yeah like yeah. all the time to- like this and the thing you're talking about a lot about like a target employee like listing like the SKUs or whatever mm-hmm. is like I'm like oh yeah I've heard many similar rumors about the stuff I like that's awesome yeah but it's kind of fun to speculate like that you know mm-hmm. and then when it comes true it's really fun oh absolutely 
That is so, so cool. So this new one is called Eco Lifestyle, and it's basically all about how your behavior in the game affects your environment <gasps> around you. And so there can be pollution, and you can like, yeah, isn't that crazy? <laughs> like if you're a toxic person. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's more like if you recycle and clean up garbage, uh, then uh, your world will be nicer. And like, it's very much about the like Little Sims community on in your um like town and like how they interact with each other and I've been watching a little bit of gameplay but not too much because I don't want to spoil the experience for myself oh that sounds awesome though and a fun like at least a fun new wrinkle to like keep playing the game yeah yeah it feels like the biggest change for a while because I think this is more so the biggest change from sims 3 to sims 4 is sims 3 was open world and sims 4 is not and so you have loading screens in Sims 4 to go from house to house or from oh, okay. like little neighborhood block to little to another neighborhood block. In the Sims 3, you were able to walk around the whole world. So I remember that when I like got the Sims 4 and loaded up for the first time, I was shocked to see a loading <laughs> screen uh, when you went to a new house because that's not what Sims 3 was like. But I, I also just think that like what it would destroy your graphics card <laughs> yes and i think they just couldn't and so like i get it but it was also like oh, do we yeah. move backwards that's especially, weird especially after like having the open world in three to yeah. go back to like is that kind of like what two in the first one no like? three was three was the only open world one um and i think it's because it was like in the middle like graphics got a little better from two but then they weren't as good as they are in four mm. but, um i so think my like favorite one would probably be a combination of just like specific things from each pack because there are there are a lot of problems with The Sims Four that like a lot of um, the Simmers have issue take <laughs> issue with and have been begging the game. They're called the gu- Sim Gurus, is what Ooh. the people who work on The Sims call themselves. So there's like <laughs> it's this whole com- <laughs> it's so funny and so geeky. This is truly like the nerdiest thing about me. Also, and it's- Liz, you're I I. I don't know if I need to remind you, but you're on a video game podcast. You can nerd out about <laughs> s- stuff, especially I, this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Un- unleash yourself. Yes. Um, so the sim, well, I forget even what I was talking about now. Oh, there are a lot of things like about each one of the sims that's great. Like one weird thing about the sims four that wasn't the case in previous sims, like sims two and sims three, I don't think were like this, is babies in the sims four are classified as an object and they're not actually <laughs> categorized as people or as sims. <laughs> and so, and so you can't really remove them from their crib area like in oh. the sims 3 you could like take them and walk around with them and they could like you know you could sit on the couch with them in your um in your arms or you could travel around with them but in sims 4 they're basically tethered to their crib so you can interact with them you can take them out of their crib and like you know play with them but then you put them right back in the crib after damn what kind of statement is are they making about babies in the fourth right game? it's really weird <laughs> that is so strange um and that's one thing that people have been begging uh the sim gurus to change is make babies sims <laughs> yeah not just little objects <laughs> yeah because it's kind of weird and it, like you for the most part you can largely ignore the sim babies which some people might like, but I would like to interact with them a little bit more realistically, like, because babies are fun, you know, but yeah. not not right now, not in The Sims 4. That's so um, funny. Yeah. So there's just like a bunch of little things from each game that are really fun. Um, we used to have horses in previous Sims games, and they're not oh. in this one. Wow. And I remember, was it Sims 3? You could... You could befriend like wild horses <laughs> and then if you friended them enough, you could adopt them. And there was a unicorn oh. that you could encounter in like a special place at a certain time of day. And if you befriended that unicorn, then you could own a freaking unicorn. Oh, that is so cool. That that reminds me of like catching a rare Pokemon that yeah, only shows yeah. up and it's raining on like a Tuesday and it's Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a, a lot of the spawns in The Sims are like that, like certain times and certain places. And so that can be fun. Oh, that's awesome. Now, do you like, at least in the latest game, and you can let me know for all of them if you feel like it, um, are you mainly doing things inside your home or are you kind of like moving or inside the Sims home? Or are you like going around to 
different areas a, a lot as well. So it depends on how I'm playing. The most recent household. So the way The Sims works is you have several. You have a neighborhood, and then you have several different neighborhoods that are separate from each other. But mm. when you're out and about, you can encounter like other household or yeah, other households walking around okay. from other neighborhoods. Um, even the ones that you play. Mm, gotcha. Um. And you can control like story progression and stuff. And then they have the fun thing about The Sims 2 is all the mods because there is like a really extensive mod community and Ooh. they've created so much and tampered with the game code. And sometimes <laughs> it breaks your game. I I remember I broke my Sims 2 because I just downloaded so many mods and that it was just like so buggy. And I was like, oops. Um and there are some weird mods, too. There's one mod called Wicked Whims, and I don't have that one installed. I have one called Master Controller, <laughs> which is, like, so fascist sounding. Um, and that one just controls, like, little tweaks here and there to, like, the game code to make, like, your quality of life in the game easier or more realistic. Like, Master Controller, like, this is kind of a weird thing, but, like, it'll give your female Sims periods oh. <laughs> if you choose that option. But that's just, like, a one part of life that, like, is real, and some people like that reality. Um, but the Wicked Whims one is weird. That one has, like, I think you can, like... That one has like more lewd sex acts that you can perform with other Sims. Because oh, wow. right now the default is just the woohoo, which is like <laughs> they like hide in the sheets. Yeah, and like the sheets like you know rumble around and there's like sparks fly and then like that's that's the animation because it is you know I think it's rated teen right. Mm -hmm. It's not it's not an adult game per se. But this Wicked Whims mod that I've seen like YouTubers talk about. It has that, like, I think you can, like, strip, like, some of them can strip for money, and they can, like, do <gasps> drugs, and wow. they can get drunk. Yeah. So, I'm not interested in playing like that, but if you are, it's out there for you. <laughs> right? That's so cool. Like, What's so, one of the things that you've been sharing with me today that I think is really cool is it seems like there's, like, like, exactly what, in fact, you just said this earlier, there's so many ways to play the game, and you can play it how you want, or inject, like, especially with these mods, the amount of reality or, or not that you want yeah yeah 100 percent. and that's what's fun about it i think as it is now i don't know that i would play the sims 4 without mods because the mods are so helpful and they help with things like um like this is really small but like so the sim sim children and sim teenagers have homework that they can do oh. and for some reason a lot of times they'll just leave the homework out and not put it back in their inventory. And so the mod that I have changes it so they always put their homework back in their inventory. Oh, nice. So it's like little tiny things like that that make the game so much more enjoyable so that you don't have to go hunting for their homework in the house wherever they put it. That is a nice quality of life improvement. And I'm sure you could probably think of several that they could do for Animal Crossing. Oh, yeah. There are a lot of times that I'm like, oh, this would be so nice. Like batch crafting. Oh, my goodness. Like, please, <laughs> can we have please, that? <laughs> please? Or like, I'm trying to think of other ones, uh, like batch crafting or like maybe batch buying. I know oh, you yeah, can do from that. From Abel's. In like, and I love that you can do that there, but like at the Nook store, you can't. No. Um, not that I'm always like, you know, buying a bunch of stuff at once there, but little, little things could there go There have been way. times where I found like an outfit at the Able shop and I've wanted to buy every colorway, but then I have to go back in six times to buy every single one. And especially if you're not even at your own island and like <gasps> someone else is trying to leave. That's really annoying. Oh yeah. Like the little, the, the things like stop your interaction. Yeah. Oh goodness. Um, so sorry, I got us off track a little bit, but that's. I know totally we can cool. have a separate Animal Crossing conversation. Right. Well, I was. Th I mean, I've been thinking like it's someday down the road. Like it'd be fun to have like because whoever talks about Animal Crossing New Horizons is going to have a story about this specific time in our lives. So oh, I actually yeah. think it'd be fun to do like a group uh, discussion for that hey, episode man, someday. Bring me in. I am. I am. 
so into Animal Crossing. Oh, we'll Crossing. get you on it. Some, I maybe let's think in like a maybe in like a year we'll do that one. All right, sounds good. Flashback. <laughs> we'll, we'll do that. Uh, well, cool. There was I feel like there was one other thing that I oh you know I kind of know what I wanted to ask you, Liz. Um, do you, if you if you know, would you tell me like what it is about this series that like. Because you told me it's the one series you keep going back to. Do you, yeah. Are you able to like, do you know what that reason is? Or is it like a number of things? I think it. it's just very, it's calming and relaxing in a lot of ways because it's so low stakes. And yeah. it's just like, you control so much of it. And it's also just like, I don't know, it's cute and it's fun. And I like the building aspect. I think it is actually very like creative and I feel like it's honestly helped me excuse me it's I feel like it's really helped me to like be a better interior decorator in general and so because my houses are like really cool Hunter (laughs) I mean if they're anything like your island I believe it Oh, yeah. my I know. Like, truly, Sims walked so Animal Crossing could run in my life. (laughs) (laughs) My island is out of control right now. You really should come over. Um, But anyways, back to back to Sims. Um, Well, I just I think that the way that they schedule their releases, too, keeps me coming back because the way I play The Sims personally is I will play it nonstop for like a month. And then I'll stop playing for a while. Mm-hmm. And then I'll hear, oh, they've got a new expansion pack. Oh, they've got a new game pack. Then I'll start getting excited about that again. And then I'll repeat the process when that comes out. I'll play it obsessively and then I'll stop. And then I just keep coming back every time they have new pushes. That's cool. It's fun. I mean, and especially if you, if you like it a lot, I mean, it's easy to get burnt out on games. You can, If you can come back refreshed with like a little new twist to it, that sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's what it is. And, like, also, a lot of times when I get tired of playing um, The Sims, I'll decide to challenge myself and do one of those challenges, and that's that becomes fun, too. Right now, I'm also doing this thing that's called, and you might have heard of this because I feel like there was, like, a BuzzFeed <laughs> girl who was doing this, but it's the 100 Baby Challenge. Have you heard of that? <laughs> I have not heard of the 100 Baby Challenge. <laughs> Sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> So, um, and it can be, it gets difficult, but it's also like funny because it's like, uh, so the hundred baby challenge is (laughs) your goal is to have as many babies as possible within a generation. So like you have one Sim, you start her as a young adult or whatever, and you try to have as many babies as possible until she ages out of child rearing (laughs) age. And then you pass the baton to her heir and then continue until you get to 100 babies. And so there are all these rules like you can't have a live-in partner or helper. It has to be. um, And like you have to move the children out when they age up to adulthood. You can only age them up once they get A's in school. So you have to also be a good parent and you have to like do all this stuff. And there are definitely times where it's like crazy because you have like four toddlers crying and like (laughs) you're like, oh, what do I do? But it's funny too because it's like it is an actual challenge to do that. And that's that I have one house that I've been doing that with and I'm on the I think I'm on the third generation and I'm at... I think I'm at like 60 or 70 babies now oh. that I've that I've had. <laughs> oh my goodness, that is incredible. I really should be streaming this stuff. I've decided recently I'm going to start streaming because I'm like uh I I really do I am like a professional I'm not a professional simmer, but I practically am because I just I know so much about the game. I've been playing for so many years. <laughs> yeah, you know, Liz, if you have like a passion for something like this and and it's something that you want to do, I mean, not only do I think that I would encourage like j- just about anybody to do it, but you especially have like a really wonderful bright personality and you're confident in yourself that like you would be a good person to do that. Oh, shucks. Shucks, Connor. <laughs> no, really, though. So, like, I encourage you to. And uh, if you need any tips when you're getting set up, let me know. I'm going to holler at you. Please holler at your boy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I always make sure to say that as wide as I can every time I say that phrase. It's great. <sighs> it, it it sounds so strange, and I love it. <laughs> I'm good at that. I'm good at strange. Um, <laughs> well, before I move on to some fun stuff uh, at the end of the show, Liz, was there anything else that you wanted to say about The Sims franchise or your experience that you didn't get to share yet? I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure if there's anything specific. I think it's just like... Uh, one of those games that will always be part of my life, probably, in some way. And I just, it's, I don't know, man. It's kind of a weird game, but I, I'm kind of a weird gal, so I think it makes sense. Hey, uh, <laughs> classic pairs, if uh, to, to harken back to our old prof days. Uh, well, awesome, Liz. Thank you so much for sharing uh, your like all about your experience with The Sims. That was really fun to talk to you and hear about how it just stuck with you f- all this time. But let's move on. To a couple okay. of fun segments I always do at the end of the show. The Ooh. first of which is the fact me by your game segment. Um, <laughs> this is a segment, Liz, where I just tell facts at my guest. And you might even know some of these since you're a big Sims person. So these could be anything from like secrets to Easter eggs or history about the game. It's kind of a mixed bag. Oh, wait. Yes. There is one fun thing about the Sims that I forgot to share. Please do. The Sims lore is very, very deep. So there are these there when you play The Sims, you can create a household and then they have townies that Uh. are pre-made households and they all have these backstories to them. And some of the backstories go really deep. And each Sims game, some of them like I think Sims 2 takes place before Sims 1 and Sims 3 takes place after or like there's there's kind of funky timelines. Sure. It's not it's not perfectly chronological, but. Bella Goth is one of the biggest Sims who has a huge lore around her. Like, um, so the lore is basically that she went missing at some point. Oh, and she was maybe abducted by aliens and then possibly showed up in another world. There's an in-game book that is called Where's Bella? That's like a children's book that you can read to your children. Oh, scary Uh, book. (laughs) Yeah, there's all these little things. And I think in Sims 2, they had these like, was it Sims 2 or it might have been a console game, but they had these um, like memory, they had a memory system so you could like log memories. And there was like, there's like a weird thing with uh, Mortimer Goth, like her, her husband that like, he had no memory of her disappear. I don't know. There's like all this weird kind of funny stuff in the game that the developers have created that's like canon. And it's so like deep. And there's also like this one character named Don Lothario. <laughs> and he's like two time in with a pair of sisters. And that's like <laughs> literally in the game. It's so funny. But like that's like little quirky things about The Sims that are really just like another fun part of it. It's like all this lore that's just built into it. That's awesome. It does seem to have like so much personality, even if it is like you have to dig for it. Like all that stuff you were just sharing is really cool. It's so silly. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, you know, Liz, that actually kind of transitions us to our first fact, which I, I always say that I need to have like a sound cue ready when someone kind of starts t- saying one of the facts. So ding, ding, ding. You're, oh. you're right there. The, the, it's actually going to be the second one I was going to share, but this is an Easter egg uh, from The Sims 2. Like you said, uh, uh, they hint at Bella Goth's disappearance in a few different areas. I found this feast uh, Easter egg on the YouTube channel. I think it's pronounced only Abidoing. Kind of only Abidoing. <laughs> only Abidoing. I have no idea. Anyway, uh, in The Sims 2, when a Sim is making food using a milk carton, there's a missing person. Oh, yeah. Ad, and she is one of the people listed on it. Mm-hmm. And then I guess there's also uh, the one of them. Sometimes it'll be Sunny the Tragic Clown, which I guess is another recurring character. Oh, yeah. The Tragic Clown is weird. You can get like um, sick from like a clown sickness if you have the, <laughs> I don't know, in one of the games. It's very strange. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, so that's the first one. The second one, this is more of a, game, a history of development. So originally the board at Maxis hated the idea for The Sims. Um, this is from Did You Know Gaming, which is a really cool uh, YouTube channel um, that gets into a bunch of like secrets about games. But anyway, the first game was originally a side project of SimCity creator Will Wright, and he wanted to create a game that simulated the behavior of a family, 
But the board at Maxis hated it because they then they criticized it for being simply an interactive dollhouse. But <laughs> eventually they warmed up to it. And I mean, it's the most successful computer franchise ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the last fact me by your game segment is um, I wanted to talk about the expansion packs, um, which you talked about earlier. So after The Sims first released... Uh, Maxis obviously started releasing releasing the themed expansion packs, and the first one, which was Live in Large, released just six months after the initial game. But eight months after that, House Party followed, and they added uh, party-related items such as dance floors, buffet tables, and you probably are familiar with the this sort of thing, right? The house mm-hmm. party one. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the th- I guess one thing that you could do is if your party was cool enough and i don't know how the game measures that then drew carey would show up and come to your sim oh party. my god that's right i forgot i thought that was so wild and i'm that like is why is so funny why is drew carey the pick like were they who's line fans i don't know i no. this was before <laughs> who's line this is when he had that drew carey show oh in like 2000 that was like a sitcom <clears throat> no no even before that oh wow shoot <laughs> well, that is wild <clears throat> no, yeah, no, around then, yeah. I'm trying to remember when The Sims came out, and it was uh, around 2000. Yeah, it was the year 2000 for the first one. Wow, God, yeah. I'm old. <laughs> we all are. <laughs> uh, so that well, so that brings us to the end of the Fact Me by Your Game segment. And the last one that I do is the Game Recommendations segment. Um, so the reason I do this, and this is my one uh, shoehorned tie into the movie Call Me By Your Name, um, And this idea came to me because I was thinking about how at the end of the movie, Call Me By Your Name, Elio, his his relationship with Army Hammer's character ends. And so I was thinking, like, I wonder who Elio dated after that. Was it someone who was, like, very similar to Army Hammer's Hammer's (laughs) character? Was it someone wildly different? Was it out of left field? Because, like, I have known people in in my life or myself as like started dating someone new and it's you never know what it's gonna what that is gonna be like so um anyway that's what these recommendations are based on the first one which is another life simulator simulation game is stardew valley on which is also on the nintendo switch do you know about this game Yes, multiple people have recommended that I play this game. And so now I think I have to. <laughs> hey, yes. Now if I recommend it, you have to play. Uh, yeah, it's it's another life simulator, but it's got a l- some more like action elements to it. Like you do a little bit of like fighting and stuff, but it also has a lot of what makes Animal Crossing great, which is like the building, using resources, building relationships. Um, but yeah, so uh, that one comes highly recommended. This one is a different sort of simulation game, and I'm wondering if you maybe have heard of it, which is Roller Coaster Tycoon. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that one. It's basically a theme park simulator. So if you're into okay. theme parks at all, you can create like wild and crazy ones. You can also do, like you can do in The Sims, crazy things like you could make a roller coaster that crashes and your theme park could go under. Mm. So that that was like the original. I feel like SimCity had a similar thing because I feel like I I remember that ability or like things would like catch on fire. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I think that, that would happen in SimCity as well. Yeah, interesting. All right, and then the last game recommendations, and this is my out of left field one because I Ooh, was already. Okay, let's I see. Was, I've only been recommending you sim simulation games. I'm gonna stick with that, and this game is. Monster Prom, which is which is a Monster br- Prom. What is that? Is this a actually almost a brand new game on the Nintendo Switch? It's on, I think it's on PC as well. But it's basically a game where you are a student at this Monster High School, and there's three weeks till prom, and you have to find a date. And oh my gosh! A, and there's a bunch of different monsters you can try to like woo or get. Oh my with. god! That's yeah. funny. I'm gonna have to stream that one first. Ooh, that would be, I would totally watch that. That is such a funny concept. Like getting a date for prom isn't stressful enough. Let's make it a game form. <laughs> yeah, right. And they're monsters. <laughs> uh, Man, I love it. Well, that'll bring us into the to the end of the game recommendations segment, and that brings us pretty much to the end of the show. So, Liz, be- before you plug any and everything that you would like to, uh, thanks again for doing the show it was really nice just to like get to talk to you for a little bit especially since those times feel rare now and and it was so much fun so thank you liz yeah thanks for having me this is great i love um talking about the sims (laughs) and again this is a safe nerdy place so uh, you're welcome back 
Thank you. Of course. And uh, yeah, if there's anything you want to plug, please do. Um, yeah, uh, you can follow me on the internet. I'm there. I'm Liz Party, L-I-Z-Z Party on Instagram and Liz at Twitter or Liz on Twitter. It's just L-I-Z-Z. Um, and I'm also, if you watch TV, <laughs> if, you've heard of TV. Uh, if you've heard of this thing called television, I'm on season two of Netflix is dead to me. So uh, keep an eye out for me there. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. I love it. We to full disclosure, I haven't seen the first season, but uh, Elle started watching the second season. And I was like, I'm going to tune in because I got to see your scene, but we haven't got there yet. Okay, I'm in episode four. Okay, cool. We're I think we're we got to start three. So well, okay, awesome, Liz. Well, uh, look out for me. We're got our eyes peeled. Uh, the Call Me by Your Game podcast is produced by the great Jeremy Schmidt. You can find him on Twitter at Ocarina of Crime on Instagram at Scaremy Schmidt. You can you should listen to his show, Video Games at Comedy Show, and then you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Connor underscore McCabe. Uh, I occasionally stream on Twitch as well. Uh, my handle is cons is cool 69 and then uh <laughs> this is the most mature well what hat the reason i even chose that was cons is my handle usually but that wasn't available so i got mad and was like i'm gonna make it something stupid <laughs> and i so, mean you're talking to the girl who my improv team is named cool asian 420 because we wanted to name it something stupid so hey, i get it i'm in good company um, <laughs> yeah. so of course you can watch me there and then uh you can you know ucb theater still doing online herald so every four weeks check out my team jet set at youtube.com slash ucb comedy or check out the other shows too that will bring us to the end of the show thank you all for listening and good night good night